Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to Free on the Inside. I'm your host, Minister Joel Lewis, and I would like to just thank you once again for listening to our weekly internet broadcast. This morning here we have a very special selection. Here's some music that I enjoy listening to here. We want to just uh, honor our Lord and Savior with some music this morning here and just kick back and relax and enjoy the music. But before we uh, go into our show, we would like to just say thank you to Beverly Beasley and Beverly Beasley and Granny Place Ministry. They sponsor this program each and every week. I'd like to say hello to our ministry team, JJPS, the ministry team for the juvenile. Thank you, that juvenile ministry team. Thank you, jail ministry team. Thank you, prison ministry team. And thank you, street ministry team. That's what that JJPS stands for. Because guess what? David said in Psalms 139, said, where can I go? To be outside the presence of the Lord. If I was a teenager, God revealed himself to me as Samuel. Well, Samuel said, hey, I heard the voice of God. Not one time, not two times, but are you listening to the voice of God? Have God called you from a very young age? And are you still wondering, hey, Lord, what would you have me to do? Guess what? He already told you what to do. You just have to have an ear to hear what does say the Lord. And then when you we do street ministry also, and the brothers and sisters are, are, are living beyond they mean. They're living outside the will of God. They just caught up in a lot of mess that they feel like they've been a part of them uh, for a long time. You know, I meet people from time to time that say they've been living on the street 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and God forbid even 30 years. And I say, brother, you don't have to live like this. Sister, God have uh, great things in store for you. But they say, I don't know, I don't know. It seems like it's just out of my grasp. And I recall some scriptures when uh, uh, Jesus sold uh, 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 a young man at the pool of Thessalon that says, hey, wait a minute, do you want to be made holy? He said, wait a minute, I'm here all the time. I'm in this blessed place, and people keep stepping over me and keep going around me, and I have nobody to help me out. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is always there and always available to help you out. And we go on and on, and we do prison ministry. And we want to thank our prison ministry team. Uh, last weekend they went down and they did the uh, Seven Last Sands of Jesus. They're doing that in a two-week increments. They're doing the first uh, uh, the first uh, three sands, and then they're going to follow up on the next one because we want our men to be encouraged. And those sayings of Jesus, we know what he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do in the book of Luke twenty three thirty four. But it also talks about... Uh, it talks about forgiveness. You know, a lot of times we go through life being plagued about the thing that we've done, and we can't even forgive ourselves, so we, can, we don't expect nobody else to forgive us. But Christ Jesus, in spite of everything that went on, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then the next saying is out of the book of Luke, the 23rd chapter, verse, verse 43, it said, I tell you today, today, You'll be with me in paradise. You know, salvation is is right at hand. Salvation is available for you and I today. You know, Jesus said, you don't have to wait till tomorrow. You ain't got to wait till next week. You can receive it right today. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ, Christ is Lord and Savior to the glory of God, you too can be saved. That's what we're sharing with our brother down at the prison. Amen. And then we tell them about relationship. You know, a lot of times they go through life feeling like they're all alone, feel like they don't have a relationship. You know, their parents is not available. The one that they loved and put their trust in is not available anymore. And Christ Jesus told uh, told his mother Mary that was standing at the cross, told his disciple John, he said, Mother, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Talking about relationship. You know, our, our Lord and Savior, he's a friend. He sticks closer than a brother in that relationship. Is what we are, uh, is what our Lord and Savior is all about. So I encourage you to be involved in the life of someone else. Help change your life in Jesus' name, Amen. But we're gonna go on with the business at hand, and we uh, we pray you enjoy this music. This is what I listen to when I'm not doing this here in my uh, in the time that I'm just reflecting on the goodness of God. But this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad of it. We'll listen to some. Uh, Music off the internet here. Kirk Franklin is uh, a musical selection. I didn't do it now. I ain't gonna lay claim that I put together all this here, but I'm being inspired 
by the music that is being played this morning. I pray that you have been inspired also and that you too uh, can see God's hand at work in your life no matter what you do. And I'd like to come back later and just say hello to all the pilots in the ministry. Uh, God bless you. Just kick back and relax and enjoy this music this morning. You're listening to Free on the Inside. goodness of the Lord in your life, amen, and being empowered and impacted by what God is doing here. I am so happy and so pleased that God is intervening in the lives of his people here. You know, because I am excited about what God is doing in my life and the, and the friends that he surround me with. You know, you ought to be encouraged, too, because you have to realize that you're not in this alone here. As the phone lines are light, uh, 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 lighting up here, we want to encourage you to continue to follow the path that God has for you. And I want to let you know that 
that everything's going to be all right upon this resurrection week coming up here. You have to know that God is in charge. God want to revive those things in your life that you thought was dead, that you thought was dead, but God said, hey, wait a minute, I know the plans I have for you to prosper you and to do you no harm. Oh, man, can you understand that? The things that I've been going through is not the death to me. It ain't going to destroy me. I have testimonies that have been rendered to me by other people that say, I was in the middle of a storm. I didn't know if I was going to survive and stay here. But after after the storm had ceased and the, and the sun came out, I found out that I was uh, safe and secure in the loving arms of our Lord and Savior. We're going to continue with our music this morning. We pray to everybody going, our studio just informed us that that, uh, that portion was a little noisy. So what we're going to do, we're going to revamp it, and here we go again. So kick back and relax.
Another great episode of Free on the Inside. Oh, that is so true. That's what free on the inside is all about. 
move forward. We can't undo yesterday, but we can just move forward. I want you to get a sense that God loves you. Just as he told the man across the day, you'll be with me in paradise. Move forward. Let go and let God. What a great time it is to be in a Christian here. What a great time to be in the presence of the Lord. I want you to know that God had forgot about you. I want you to know that you're still an apple of his eyes here as we kick back and listen to a little bit more music. And then we have a very special pre-recorded program that's coming up here in a few minutes. My world needs you right now. My world needs you. right here with that musical selection here. We're going to play uh, a pre-recorded show from one of our guests, a very gifted and talented young lady, Miss Vera Squire, and she's going to share with us some of the poetry from her uh, book, Black Gumbo, uh, New Orleans, A City in Ruins, and along with her other selection, Miss Vera is a very gifted and talented artist, and so she's um, a very supportive of the program. We want to thank God for what she's doing and the gifting that he gave her. And as I think about the goodness of God and all he had done for me, testimonies like Ms. Vera and other people, uh, they let me know that they can weather the storm, that God could be with them in the midst of everything that they're going through, and that he too can use 
use them, and we never know the gifting that we have that's embedded in us until God brings it to the forefront. You know, eyes have not seen, our ears have heard what God have in store for thee. So you'll hear a pre-recorded show from Ms. Bureau's Choir. We pray that you enjoy it, and we pray that you enjoy some of our musical selection. We're sorry about the audio that wasn't quite right, but guess what? God, our studio uh, uh, program and director, so who knows, maybe you heard it good on your end there, because, you know, this is his business. I'm just a servant. He said, get up, log on, and uh, and I do the rest. So here we go. Next voice you'll hear will be myself and Miss Bureau Squire conducting the interview. God bless you. Kick back and relax and enjoy. Uh, down at the Hutchinson Jail Unit, a correction uh, facility here in Dallas, Texas. We do a weekly Bible study down there with our young men. We like to encourage them to keep on keeping on, and also to our juvenile uh, men and women that we go out with on a weekly basis. We have an outing today at one of our Dallas facilities for our juvenile to encourage them that God loved them, that God loved them, that God loved them, and there's nothing they could do about it. But without, without any further delay, we'd like to bring on our guest this morning, uh, Ms. Vera. She wrote a couple of uh, books. As a matter of fact, she wrote three books, great novels, and we're going to bring her on here, and she going to share her experiences and and, uh, and what she's attempting to accomplish in her novels and her book of poetry. Good morning. You're on the net. Oh, good morning. Welcome to our show, Vera. Ooh. We're happy to have you aboard. And please introduce yourself and tell us about your writing and your, your book of poetry. Yes, sir. Well, Brother Lewis, uh, my name is Vera Squire, and I'm the author of Soul to Soul of Inspiration, Black Gumbo, the Healing of a City in Ruins, August 29, 2005, and a short story about Eve, It Was Not an Apple. Well, in those books, they are two of my books are poetry books, that Soul to Soul and also Black Gumbo, and um, it was written in 2005 and published in 2006, and the second book was written in 2007 but was published in 2009. And the third was published in 2012. So I'm excited hey. about this book. Hey, man, that sounds great. Now tell us, what's the inspiration behind this, these Soul to Soul inspirational writings? How did they come about? It came about after the devastation of the hurricane. Uh, after that day, I was moved to write the story. It just affected me just that much. And I just wanted to write down um, my feelings and also others, how the way they were affected by the hurricane. Now, the hurricane that you're talking about is the one in New Orleans, right? Oh, yes, so sir. Sorry. Yeah, go, go right ahead. Tell me what life was like for you before, a couple of days before the hurricane and then uh, during the encounter of the hurricane and, and afterwards. Okay, life was like uh, for me, before the hurricane, I was working uh, two jobs, and it's, I'm not bragging, but I was working. And I had one that was working in a deli, and um, this was, you know, and on the weekend I did the CNA work at a nursing home, and it just was um, pleasant. And I was paying my bills, everything was okay, until one day this happened, and I, I just, it's unbelievable. My life is just on a dramatic change, and I lost everything, and it just was mind-boggling, but it was an effect on my life as well. It's other. And as you were saying, you lost everything. You know, your faith was the one that kicked in to hold you during this uh, terrible time or ordeal in your life. If it wasn't for God on my side, I don't know where I would be. And uh, I, 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 I had enough. I, I just don't know. If I wouldn't have had God, I don't think I would have made it. It was the faith and the holding to Jesus, leaning on his everlasting home that kept me standing. Kept me firm. Now, when did you find out that you had the skill of writing in your life? Because we're going to go back and we want you to share some of your writing with us. But what was the earliest age that you said, hey, I enjoy this and I, you know, and I really enjoy what I'm doing? You know, um, Brother Lewis, it was uh, ironic. When I was a little child, I picked up a book and my mother had it, and it was um, by Langston. And, um, Ever since I wrote, I, I, I had, I had um, heard his, I mean, say this poem, I read his poem, and I said, and I said, this sounds good. And then I, I started reading after that a lot of poems. But it didn't kick in until the age of 17 when I just really loved 
poetry writing. I just love writing poems. And I think that's where my inspiration came for after the school and everything. But I really, really did more deeper into um, writing poems. I just love it. What do you get your inspiration from as you write your poetry? I know we get it from a lot of sources, but for our listening audience, how would you develop a poetry? A sense? Believe it or not, Proverbs, the Bible. I, I, and, and I'm not saying it to make myself even Proverbs. I'm more than anyone. It's just like I just love the Bible, but I love Proverbs. And ever since then, I just love the, that type of word and, and how the way it worded and just just from there, I just love writing poetry. Most of my poetry consists of spiritual poetry and spiritual poems, and that's where I get my inspiration from the Bible. Hey, man, that is so great. And, we know, we know, I ask you that because our young people, as they struggle with their career and, they, and, uh, and trying to find their self-worth in life, we want them to know that God could use them. Right where they are with the writing and the songs and the things that they have learned uh, throughout their brief life and how the, uh, their goals, you know, the things they pursue. The world try to point you in one direction, but God has a greater plan for you. Yes, and, and, and that's where it came from. And for, the, for us to be encouraged, I encourage all young people as well as old to just get out there, find your dreams, follow your hearts of hearts. And dig deep into what your talent is, and share it with the world because it may have an impact on a lot of people. You never know. Yes, it will. Yes. And and tell me now about your uh, book, uh, your first book here. So, so how many pieces of poetry are you having that you think? Just right off the top of your head. Seventy-six. Oh, <laughs> it is. Well, that's great to say you're on it. You know what you got there. Hey, that's great. I'm looking at your cover now. It's a beautiful cover there. And, you know, I'm looking at the cover. It kind of relaxes you. You know, it's kind of like, oh, could you could you in a good frame of mind. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, now, how did you, uh, what did you do to develop your talent? Did you go to school or it was just a God gift? It's a God gift. Uh, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great because we know that you know, and God fine tunes things too. But basically, it's a God gift. So I'm glad you shared that with us because some people need to know this. Say, oh, I, I don't have a proper education. But guess what? None of us have that proper education to do some of the things that we're doing. You know, we just have to be doing it. But God blesses it. You know, if it be His will. Uh-huh. And, and that's what I show it all about. Now, uh, will you please continue to share your inspirational writings with us regarding uh, Black Gumbo? Okay, now Black Gumbo, now this particular book, um, I told it's a long title. I say Black Gumbo, The Healing of a City in Ruins, August 29, 2005. Um, this book was published, just like I say, in 2009 by Publish America. In fact, all three of my books are published by Publish America. It's a book of poetry also, and it shows the different ways the hurricanes took the city by storm. Uh, literally, you know, this book of poetry stands on hope as well, and the hope of the healing process that is still going on today. Um, this book opens up with my view of New Orleans, and the next page consists of, of the views of Hurricane Katrina. And if um, I would like to, if you don't mind, I would like to read part of what I said about the book of things um, like Gumbo about the hurricane. Go right ahead. Okay, it is. In this um, book of poems, you will read how the devastation impacted the hurricane had took upon the city. Although it's not their first or our first devastating hurricane, because in 1965 there was a hurricane called Bessie. It's too weak havoc on the city, but not to this caliber, only to a certain degree. Because Hurricane Vesta was a Category 3 hurricane. I explained it all in the book. But in this book, Black Gumbo, every page tells the story of how the hurricane affected our lives. Amen, amen. That's that's powerful. Now, tell me, now, uh, you, now you're in Dallas, Texas right now, right? Yes, and now, are you planning on going back to New Orleans and uh, the stay, or do you go back to New Orleans from time to time? What is your uh, connection with New Orleans? Do you still have that connection? Yes, I had um, went back to New Orleans in um, 2010, 
I went there, I stayed for about nine months. I stayed to see how everything was, you know, and due to my family, because some of my people are still back there. And um, I just stayed for a while, but I enjoyed, well, I've seen some of the things that rebuild, and it's much better than what it was. And um, like the Joy Theater is up and running, the French Quarter, the people are coming back to New Orleans to visit, got lots of tourists. And things are kind of looking up, and I, I commend them on a fantastic job because you have to keep rebuilding. You know, you just can't let everything just die down and let it go away. And this is how the way we love New Orleans. And I think, yeah, I'll come back, you know, visit from time to time. I just, I love New Orleans, but I'm here in Dallas, and I, I'm loving Texas right now. I'm sorry, but I'm loving Texas. Hey, man. Now, I'll tell you what, now, would you care to share some of your poetry regarding your uh, uh, soul to soul inspirational writing? I think our audience would love to hear a couple of pieces of that if you have a desire to share with us. Okay, one, um, the first poem uh, is about life after Hurricane Katrina. This is from the book, Soul to Soul of Inspiration. It goes like this. Life is life. Sunrise is sunset. When you wake up in the morning, you still don't know the fullness of the whole day. You might think you're in control of it all or know it all, but all in all, there's someone who made us all and knows all about it. Reach out and touch him? No, not with your hands, only with your heart. Because of the thick and thin of life that unfolds each chapter that takes its soul on the fast-breaking, mind-bending work that shows only on the sweat of our brow, collectively, is automatically tipped over to a man who holds the whole book in the palm of his hand. Yes, go right ahead. Oh, that's beautiful there. And you want me to do one more? Yes, ma'am, please do. Okay, this one is called Hurricane Katrina and her twin sister Rita. <laughs> okay, go right ahead. The year 2005 came in with its hard-hitting blows and its catastrophic woes that took our lives that were once on a steady floor. I know that's the way life goes when you're looking up and down instead of straight ahead. But head on, they came in like tons of leaders, packing waves and tossing them down at our feet that dampened our spirits but not our hope, because now we look beyond the sky to rebuild our lives from the rubble that was once towed up from the flow up. And this case, we are to embrace the vigilant array of sunlight that darkened black skies. But in the year of 2005, I always remember the devastating blows of Hurricane Katrina and her twin sister Rita. Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. That, and we'll just like to take a break here and just uh, inform our audience on what we're doing here. So just hold on for just a, a moment as we make this feel break here. Good morning. Oh. My name is Gray Bun, and I am 11 years old. Ulysses is free on the inside. My Papa, Diggy Joe Lewis. And you are listening to the Inspirational Poetry of Vera, uh, one of her books, uh, Soul of Soul, Inspirational Writing. And also she have another book that she's sharing with us, uh, Black Gumbo, uh, the uh, story of, new, uh, of the hurricane in New Orleans. And we would like for you to join in on the, in the conversation. You can call us at one three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. Again, that number is one three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. It's a toll free number, and you too could join in the conversation. Also, uh, ask our author, author some questions, and also being uh, encourage our author to keep doing what she does because you know uh, her gift is just not for her, but it's for all the listeners. And we thank her for sharing her gift into with us. And as we get back into the conversation, please feel free to give us a call. And as we talking, we'll see you on the switchboard. And uh, we'll just uh, allow our author to finish uh, expressing her thoughts, and then we'll bring you right in. Now, Miss Vera. Uh-huh. 
as you were sharing that right there, I had a sense of, of awakening that I was almost there in the midst of what you was writing. You have a very vivid way of expressing yourself through writing. And I know that other people have been listening and they are being blessed by your poetic thoughts as you put them on paper. Thank you. Now, now tell me, uh, uh, as you was writing the book, how difficult was it? Was it a challenge to get your books published? Because sometimes people say, I I, I want to do this, but I don't know how. Let me tell you what happened, Brother Lewis. Then I was, um, during the time of the hurricane, we all had to go to the FEMA building. You know, New Orleans, we had to venture out, and, and they told us we need to go to the FEMA building and get some assistance or no, but we have to live, you know, for the, until it's time to get back on our feet. And it, I talked to a lady um, at the FEMA building, and I said, do you want to read some of my poems I've written? I said, I was, after the hurricane, I've written some of these poems. And um, she said, sure. And um, she read it, and she said, I got something for you. And she gave me a... a Publisher name called Publisher America. He um, took it off the computer and um, online, I guess, and just printed out, gave it to me. She said, you have enough points? Submit a manuscript to them after you get it copyrighted and take it from there and see if they like your points. And I only had 15 points at the time. And I, I said, and it, it took like a few months. I just didn't know nothing else. After that, I said, I'm sitting with, you know, see what, what's going to be what. And after about three months or so, they wrote me back and they said, write more poems. We like what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's powerful. Nobody but God. Oh, yes. And uh, after that, I wrote more poems. They said, in order for it to be a book, you need poems. <laughs> There's 50 or more, 30, 50 or more, write some poems. And I wrote some poems and wrote more poems. And they said, we like it. Here's the contract. We're going to do this book. And it said, sounds good, you know, take it from there. And these people are free free publishers. It's not something you pay a whole lot of money to get published, because I know some people do, do that, but they submit your manuscript, you know, free. And you just go ahead and on, write what you have to write, and, and, and send it in. And that's one of them that I know is free. But I had more than them, you know, I had Dorian published also. And Dorian said, oh, yeah, $5,000. I mean, it's good. I said, well, I have $5,000, so I'm going to go to Publish America. <laughs> Oh, that's a blessing. And, you know, and you were sharing that story that, you know, you could see God's hand at work in that. You know, because here you are, you just writing from your heart, and and you've been able to bless someone, and they see that, and God is leading you in the way you could go. Because some people, like I said, they they have this 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 writing or these skills or what have you, and they just don't have a an avenue for it. But God knows what's best for us. To me, you write down what your experience and what's in your heart, you know, that affects you in life. Period. Just sit down, start writing, and you never know where it's going to take you. And you're so right there. Now, on, on your books there, uh, where do you uh, see yourself going in your writing? Because we know that you do have a vision and you do have goals. Where would you like to uh, go with your writing? You know, I can't say I want to be the next Maya Angelou, but that is even one of my goals. That is one of them. I want to be the next Maya Angelou. I call myself the sister Maya Angelou sister <laughs> <laughs> because I love the way she speaks, and I want to uh, just encourage people that um, you know to do that. And as far as my goals, that is one of them. But I, I want to be successful, a successful writer, and I also write um, music. I write gospel rap, gospel music. Um, I write love songs. I'm just versatile. I, I just love to write. You just love to write. That's great. That's great. And you know, our show is set up toward our young people, and we have young people that are very gifted and talented in writing and and acting and performing. And we want them to be able to harness that gift and, and use it to the glory of God. And God will make them successful at it. Yeah, and, I, and I, I love when young people, especially in the church, when they get up and 
just do what they have to do and just bless you just bless everybody in the church. I just love it. I listen to more young people's stuff, I really do. And I love it because God using them from a baby on up. Just using young people and I just love it. Oh, that's so so true. Now now uh would you care to show uh, share another piece of your poetry from your uh black gumbo? Yes, sir. My brother Louis, this is um the one I call Black Gumbo. It goes like this. Black Gumbo. As unreal as it may seem, Black Gumbo is now a part of history. High stakes, angular danger. Who was a stranger in New Orleans when she arrived? On August the 29th, 2005. Now, because of this unwelcome stranger who shook, shaped, and shimmed her way through our streets unauthorized, when she came in, she came in with a vengeance. She made more people cry. Some even died because of the black eyes and the black sky that left a hole in the heart of a city that once rumbled. But to me, it's a city I now call Black Gumble. Black as the night that skim across the wild blue yonder. Hmm, I wonder how black a night can be. When it was day, in reality, after her hard hits or right and left jabs that grabbed our attention, I don't want to fail to mention how she dismantled cars and houses alike. She even managed to turn off all the lights. Hurricane Katrina was the name of this stranger that stumbled on a city that once rumbled. But to me, it's a city I now call Black Gumbo. Oh, thank you, my sister, for sharing that with us. That's a very moving piece of poetry there. That's out of her. Uh, that's out of your book, Black Gumbo, uh, yeah. a city in New Orleans there, uh, about New Orleans, brother. And this has been a great interview. This has been a great interview. And now, before we let you go, we would just like to talk about your third book. Yeah. Your third book that talks about, uh, and, uh, it's on the, uh, 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 now, the, our show is called Free on the Inside, so we had a freedom to do these things, you know, so we're going to bring that book on here also, and we thank you for sharing. We thank you for having the freedom to write this book, because some people, they see the book and say, oh, how could you do this? How could you write that? But you know what? God gave you the freedom to write this. That's Amen. Amen. And, and, and go ahead and share that there with us, because I love the title of that, and you give us some, some thoughts that you, uh, that help provoke you to write this book. Okay, now this uh, book, my recent book, is called A Soft Story About Eve. It was not an apple. I say, oh, my God, people are not going to believe this. But anyway, it was published by Publish America uh, in 2012. In this book, the prefix starts out by saying, the second paragraph, although the uh, subject of Eve is so widely spread in many religions and their views on this subject matter, I have chosen to state the facts from the King James Version of the Bible and a few of my own views on Eve. A short story about Eve is a study Bible book. It refers you to read some scriptures in Genesis along with the story. And when you read the back cover, um, let me read it. It reads as follows. It says, In the beginning, God. He created man, and out of man, he created woman. This woman was an ordinary woman with an extraordinary task. The man's name was Adam. Adam looked upon his wife and named her Eve. Eve means the mother of all living. Their life in paradise was a life worth living, from life in paradise to life as we know it today. One bite from the tree of the forbidden fruit turned their lives upside down. But this forbidden fruit was an apple, was not an apple as we once thought. As you read the story, you will find out for yourself that this fruit was indeed the forbidden fruit. When you read this book, keep an open mind and an active imagination. Soon you will find that the facts are not fiction and the characters are real. 
Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me some thoughts behind it as you wrote this book. I thought that was a challenge. It was. It was. It, it was. I had um when I when I first started writing a book, and I I, I definitely said before. I can speak about Eve, I must first speak about Adam. Before I can speak about Adam, I must first speak about God. So in order for me to write this book, and, and I sit down and really this is my second try at writing Eve. My first try didn't go so well because I was putting a lot of stuff in there. I said, no, I'm, I'm missing the meat. I'm missing the meat. I'm missing the meat. And I said, I have to go back and rewrite. And, and I started from God. And then Adam, and then when I started with Eve, and then in the middle part of the book, I said, this is the meat. It was a dream that I had when I was reading Genesis. And this dream consists of the forbidden fruit. And I felt like when I was writing a story, and God showed me in a vision, that um, this fruit was indeed the forbidden fruit. And, uh, you know, you can just read it and just take it from there. And this, this happened to me, just like I said. Now, this dream was the kind of dream uh, one would have when you might drift off to sleep or when you take a quick snooze. I would like to describe this dream for a moment. I saw a hand reaching for the fruit of a, on the tree. The hand was of a biblical statue. Well, I knew then in my dream I was not in America. And it goes on and on from there. And it tells you the next page of the forbidden fruit, what it was. And just for the record, I explained myself um, to make myself more clearly so people could understand where I'm coming from. All right. I think it's going to be exciting reading. And you say it's also a study guide to go along with for anybody that have Bible studies and some uh, setting like that that they can share this portion of. Now, Miss Vera, before we get you off the air, we would love to find out where we can uh, purchase some of your writing and how we can keep up with you because we expect we uh, you know see that God is going to do some great things through you and through your writing. So please let us know how our listening audience and myself can pick up uh, point, uh, your books. Okay, to order these books, you can visit publishamerica.com and click on the online bookstore or call three zero one. Two two eight three eight five three. That's three zero one two two eight three eight five three, and you can order it from there. All right, and and uh, and also the uh, and they can also Google you, right? They can Google your name on uh, on Google. Yes, you could just Google Vera Squire book, and you could just order online. It has all kind of a uh, lot of. Um, Bookstores online had picked it up, and you can order from me. I can't name them all. That's as much as you want to call Publish America, you can. But you can just Google my book online, say Vera Squire book, and Miss Vera, this has been a great interview. We want to thank you for coming on. But before we let you go, we'd like you to just give us a word of encouragement for our young people that have writing skills in them, but they just don't know if they can do it or not. What words of encouragement can you give someone that? Wants to do uh, wants to be able to share their thoughts on paper. Well, first of all, um, if you want to share your thoughts on paper, get a good story. See, if, hey, everybody needs to know this. You know, I want some people to know this story. You know, like right now I'm reading a book called "Excuse Be Gone" by um, Dr. Wayne and uh, let me see, Dr. Wayne Dwyer. And I'm almost finished the book. I just love reading. But get a good story of what people love to read or what people might want to know about. And this is how you get started in your writing. Uh, you first must know or have an idea of what you want to write or, or like to write about. After you write or written your work and it's done, type it, print it. And after you print your work, go to the office depot or FedEx and have it put in a binder. Well, binder means like a manuscript. And you must have put it in a manuscript, then you get a TX form from the library. It's the TX form, that's the copy in uh, written words. And submit it into the copyright office along with the payment, whatever that payment is. 
make three or more copies, one for yourself, one for the copyright, and then submit your your manuscript to different publishers and take it from there. Amen. That sounds great there. And you gave us a lot of information. We pray that it, that our listening audience that use this information be successful. Be successful because that's what we want to do. We want to allow our young people the opportunity to be successful in the things that they endeavor, endeavor to do, but we want a godly success, not what the world can give, but we that's want it from it. God. Yes, and, we want to, and we thank you. And, you know, uh, and I will never uh, uh in this show without telling you that this show is archived. You can always go back and listen to it again. Feel free to use it at your convenience. That'd be our gift to you. Oh, that's great. On, Thank you so much. That's on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Granny Place and you can uh copy and paste it and put it on your Facebook page or whatever you desire. Just listen to it from time to time. To encourage yourself. Okay. Yeah. And, and oh, I, I got show go go I'm go right ahead. I say I got sisters that write it, but I don't say they write God. I never hear the end of it. They write to <laughs> they love. Yeah, preachers are roses. You got the book coming out soon next year. Um, my sister Gabriel Robinson, she write gospel music, so they love to write. And Melody Robinson, they love to write. So they, he's a family of writers. Well, amen. So you giving them a shout out. So the sisters don't I get mad. <laughs> Very dear bitchy, y'all, talents, you know. And we pray that maybe one day we can have them on there. Please feel free to, if you have anyone that would like to share their life experience and help someone else, because that's what this show is about. It, informing, encouraging, and challenging people to be all they could be. We talk to young and old, skilled and unskilled, but we talk about another thing, but just our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the gift that he gave each and every one of us to help mm-hmm. someone else. Yes, and your gift, the gift that you have, is a blessing to someone else. Oh, thank you so much, Brother Lewis. I'm so encouraged. Well, God bless you. Continue to follow us and continue to uh, keep us up on what's going on. We would love for you to be a guest on our show at a later date if you have a desire to be. Oh, I will. Thank you so much. Well, God bless you. You have a great day. We're going to end this program, this portion of our interview. We have another guest coming on. So if you uh, just stay tuned and just uh, listen in and uh, be blessed today. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Oh, what a great interview we had there from Ms. Vera Squire, uh, the author of two dynamic, three dynamic books, and as she was sharing with us, we pray that you have a sense that God is up to something in her life. And as she was sharing with us, Soul of Soul, inspirational writing and black gumbo, uh, uh, history of, of Katrina here. Let me pull that up again here. And it says, uh, and one of her books is a short story about Eve and saying it was not an apple, you know, and that's great reading and a beautiful cover on the book here. And uh, and the other one is uh, Black Gumbo, New Orleans, The Healing of a City in Ruins. And she shared with us a couple of poems on there uh, out of her books, and it was a blessing. And we pray that you've been able to listen in and you've been uh, blessed by the by our interview. And you share this here episode with someone say, hey, man, I need you to hear something. Hey, I need y'all to hear something about this dynamic young writer that's coming on the scene here and that she's going to do great things. And who knows, maybe, maybe, maybe one day they turn one of her writing into a play and then to a movie. And you can say, I heard it first, so free on the inside. Amen. But now we're getting ready for our next guest that's come on board here. We're going to give him a call, and we're going to switch gears here because we know this is the Christmas time. Yeah, we have uh, organizations coming up here, uh, Police Officers for Christ, and we have a Mr. Robinson that's going to come on, and he's going to share. Uh, he uh, he's going to share some of his experience in uh, with dealing with our brothers and sisters that uh, uh, seem not to have enough to meet the, uh, their family needs, but we know that God is able. That God is able, and we're calling up Mr. Robinson right now. And we're going, we're going to end this portion of our show uh, right now. Uh, we what God is doing in that, in that what minute. Done. We have some problems so please forgive us. We're logging off right now. But, again, you're listening to and Free on the Inside. We're clearing that program. We're telling you to be all you can be in Christ Jesus. Until next week, on, we ask you to, be uh, strong in the Lord and the power of the Good morning, uh, Mr. Robson. You're on the net. This is Deacon Lewis. Hey. 